Hello, 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 6am runners, 6am community, uh, 6am family. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in. I probably have the most annoying same introduction every episode, and I do apologize, but obviously it's gratuity for all of you guys um, as these podcasts continue to grow just this morning um, as we're recording this. But let me just tell you guys where we are present time. The 40th episode just dropped today. So it's really cool to kind of get up there in numbers as episodes drop. And it's because you guys continue to listen to it. And as you know, these episodes are brought to you by 6amrun.com. So any new listeners, any of our guests listeners who the guests sometimes promote to the show, which we are fortunate for, guys, definitely please check out 6amrun.com, who obviously sponsors and promotes these episodes to be able to air. With that, I don't want to waste any more time. I know the first name's easy, uh, but I'll pronounce uh, Rachel Bennett. You got it. I got it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Rachel is, from my understanding, I know that you are in the CrossFit industry and you have a lot of success and you had a lot of growth there. I personally believe you are your best hype person, hype woman, hype man. Um, sure. So please introduce yourself and tell our community, you kind of probably already know why I pinged you and asked you to be on these episodes. Yeah. Um, but if you don't mind, Rachel, welcome to the show. Hello. And please yeah. introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me and congratulations on 40 episodes. Big deal. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm the head coach of MindsetRx and MindsetRx is a company that helps functional fitness athletes compete with confidence on the competition floor and leave that floor without regrets. And we do that through mindset training and mindset coaching. I am also a certified CrossFit level three trainer. So I coach CrossFit, but my main passion is coaching mindset. Oh, wow. And if you don't mind me asking kind of like, where did this? So I kind of, a lot of people already know me Yeah. being a former, just into sports, growing up a kid that was doing all like the leagues, basketball, soccer, things like that. Sweet. Is, did this start later? Did this start since you were very young? What got you to that point? Uh, such an interesting story. I grew up a swimmer and I loved swimming for the social aspect. I was not a good competitor. Okay. And in fact, I was a terrible competitor. I used to become so nervous that I would throw up before I would get on the diving block. Really? Okay. I was so nervous. And the reasons for that were I was never taught how to compete. And if I'd been taught that and coached into that, I think my experience would have been very different. But I loved swimming because it was a way to move my body. Being in the water felt natural to me. I've always loved the water. And runners know that kind of exercise gives you that beautiful endorphin boost. There's something so, so meditative about swimming, just lap after lap after lap. Yeah. So it was great for my mental health. Uh, as I got older, I coached swimming for a while before I started coaching CrossFit. And I mostly worked with children at that time. But what got me into CrossFit was the sense that I had a desire to be challenged in a different way. I had found coaching swimming was challenging for a time, but the level of impact I felt I had was too small. So I began to look for a new challenge and that translated into my personal fitness journey as well. Um, at the time I would swim occasionally, but I developed asthma and I can't even be around chlorine anymore. If I smell a pool, then my lungs close up. It's terrible. You know, it's, I just real quick say, I'm yeah. opposite. I can't swim a lick, yeah. but I don't know why I, I guess. And I know some, some people have this. I don't mind. I shouldn't say I don't like it, but it's, yes. I don't mind the chlorine or, ga or yes. gasoline aroma. I don't know if that's anyone else out there. I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not someone that minds it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, there's no apology. I can't swim at all. I I can swim. Let me correct that. I can float. I can tread and I can kind of do laps, but I'm nowhere near anything competitive. Yes. So you can be safe in the water. That's good to know. Yeah. So I was seeking a physical challenge. I was not challenged in my career. I wasn't being challenged elsewhere. So I started doing CrossFit and it gave me that sense of satisfaction of moving my body in a way that felt good. And I felt myself getting stronger, which is important to me. And it also kind of opened up this whole avenue of, wow, I'm so bad at this. I have so much room to improve wow, I'll never get good at everything. This is going to take me forever. And that was just exciting to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, so it's funny when you say social aspect, I think that's funny because I never made it. I'm not going to lie. I think one of my dreams, right. Was to be this professional athlete of sorts and make it pro. But then now I look back on it. You know, I think when I look back on it now, the thing I miss the most about those years in high school and even rec leagues and college and things like that was for sure the team, kind of like the locker room, the bus rides. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. Like that was for me way, 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 way more fun now that I look back on it. And it's something I miss. And it's like, I don't get that. My daughter is now kind of going through that, but I don't get that with like the fellow dads and like, you know what I mean? It's there's, there's definitely that miss of it. So it's funny you mentioned that. And it's funny, these kids today, I'm sure they'll have even more experiences in that regard. Like my daughter will finish a game. I would be trying to process the game in my head immediately. If they win their whole tradition now, it's run into a TikTok together as a team. It's crazy how things are so different now. So it's crazy. Like their thing is they win a game and then it's like immediately they go and do like a TikTok together. It's crazy how the dynamics (laughs) have changed of team camaraderie, but. There's something so connecting about shared suffering. So when you've played a game together or when everybody had to like get on the bus and I ran cross country too. So when you have to go run your cross country race or, you know, you played the volleyball game together, there's something really connecting about shared suffering. You don't build bonds like that elsewhere. You mentioned too, this is the thing about running too and cross country. So, you know, this world swimming, running, and those cardiovascular sports are a lot of our clientele. You mentioned the mindset of it. What's crazy to me is I don't, and I'm not going to lie, I probably could if I really, really tried, but I don't like meditating. Yeah. I know that the rules and focus on the breathing, I just can't get things out of my mind. And I just think about, then I'm thinking about, like, I'm an overthinker for sure. Yeah. But what running does, and we had a hypnosis whose episode should hopefully air pretty soon. Oh, yeah. So it'll definitely air by the time this episode comes out. And it was funny to hear that there's a state of hypnosis that goes on when you're running. You probably also witness it sometimes. I'm sure most people who don't do physical activity, there's a lot of people that maybe are driving, let's say somewhere and are deep in thought. And it's not that they're not paying attention to the road. They're still getting to their destination, following the rules. But a lot of us have, I think, more gone through that in life. You get to somewhere and you're like, oh shit, I don't remember that drive, (laughs) right? Yeah. But the running, the swimming, and maybe any kind of physical activity you're doing, it's kind of like you finish it. You're in a physical state of hypnosis at that moment, which for me is centering myself every day to then tackle the new issues of today. Did you feel like when you said about your mental state, did you feel like that describes what you're going through every physical exertion you were doing? Do you mean when I was a swimmer or more recently? Just in general now, do you feel like the physical activity that you put yourself through There's no secret that physical fitness is not easy. 
right? So I think you have to put yourself in a whole different mental state to get through it. I'm not trying to rant here, but I feel like I am. But my wife tells me, she's like, oh, you love running. I'm like, I don't. I hate it. (laughs) Every morning I think of ways to not do it. It hurts. (laughs) Yeah. But the feeling when I'm done, that feeling. Absolutely. I hate the quote, but I also like it. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels kind of. I just, I like that quote because it's more of the feeling, right? No food does taste as good as that feeling of victory, right? Of achievement. I killed this shit. I accomplished it. Yeah, for sure. I didn't want to do it, but I did it, right? So that's kind of what I mean. And and yeah, go ahead. Think about how you build self-belief. You do that by doing hard things and proving that you can do hard things. So that completely makes sense to me. And, you know, CrossFit as a sport is interesting because we do long workouts, but honestly, our longest workouts are generally 20 minutes long. So in the running world, they're really short. Okay. If you tell a CrossFitter to do something for 30 minutes, they're like, what? No. But that can be a meditative state when it's a longer duration workout. We teach self-talk specific to those longer workouts. But then when you're you know, doing a one rep max lift, your demeanor has to be very different. If I go into a one rep max lift, like a marathon runner, really relaxed and like chill, probably not going to lift the weight that I need to lift. I need to bring some aggression and some, yeah. we call it assertive confidence, but aggression is a really good way to put it too. And then you've got the middle zone. So all the things that are in between that one rep max lift and that longer duration work, we need to have some tools to kind of get into the right frame of mind to give the intensity that's demanded by the work. Intervals are a great way to think about that too. Yeah. No. And your weights are something that there needs to be some anger there. I think that, oh, yeah. I feel like that definitely helps it. And in when you're talking about building muscle and being yeah. stronger, yeah, for sure. I know fighters and things like that. They're like, it's funny. I watch so many boxing matches and things like that to me. And almost 99% of boxing and MMA fights, the buildup when it's said and done and the bell rang and it's over, regardless who won, you see they're not that mad at each other. Like they're so friendly, but they needed to take themselves to a whole different level to really by human nature, I don't think you want to just pound someone's face in like that. Yeah. Most 90% of us, that's not most our, of us. <laughs> yeah. Most of us will walk around being like, I want to beat someone's face in. Right. Yeah. So like, I, they definitely have to take themselves to a whole different level. And I can definitely imagine that in the CrossFit world. And what I do like about CrossFit is the competitive, I think CrossFit spawned off like the F45s, right. And these like competitive hit kind of classes. Yes. What's your thought there? I mean, cause everything always, I think spawns off little different things that, that oh, then yeah. take off, right? So CrossFit, I think definitely, and the CrossFit games kind of someone was in like, all right, well, I'm going to do F45. And then you got guys like Mark Wahlberg to push that, right? So. Yeah, totally. Again, there is something very human about shared suffering, but also about striving. Human beings, if you put them on a beach or, you know, the mountains, wherever they say they want to go on vacation forever and you leave them there and let them do whatever they want, eventually they're going to seek challenge. We don't actually want our lives to be easy. That actually kills our brains. Mm -hmm. So we look for ways to be challenged. Now, a lot of us have very stressful, complex lives. And so sometimes that stress and complexity is enough of a stimulus to get through. But I think a lot of people turn to sports like running or like CrossFit as adults because they're looking for a challenge that they've selected. 
No, that makes so much sense. When you talk about that too, and in CrossFit, because I'm not going to lie, I've never done CrossFit. So I'd like to learn a little bit about it as we're doing it. It's also about, and in running is this too, but correct me if I'm wrong, CrossFit has its improving, right? Every time you do a session or you do something, right? The weight has to improve. The rep has to improve, right? There's levels that each person's getting up to, right? Yeah. There's a testing to it. And that is a big part of what makes it work is it's observable and measurable and then therefore repeatable. So it's based on the idea that our bodies are science experiments and we're really looking for how, okay, I've tested myself at this certain workout and you know I'm going to work on some things, work on my weaknesses, keep training. And then six months later, I do the same workout again. And ideally, if nothing outside of the ordinary has happened, the reps or the time will have improved. And that's a way that we tell ourselves, okay, like my fitness improved. And that's the beautiful thing about consistently running 5Ks or consistently running marathons. You do the exact same thing. Yeah. And and getting that improvement. And then the CrossFit kind of games. I know there's more that's like on that national level, right? Yes. Right. Do local ones have their own thing or like, how does it work locally? Yeah. So the CrossFit games are actually a worldwide championship. So that's a global, there's a qualifying process that starts with what's called the CrossFit open. And the open is open to everyone in the world. I think costs $20 now, and you can do the workouts in your home gym. You can do them at an affiliate and that's a way to make it local, but local boxes or CrossFit gyms will also host competition events. They could be in-house throwdowns. They can invite other boxes to join them. They can be regional. It's very much like a grassroots organization. No, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Where do you see, now you as a trainer, so let me ask you this. A lot of the people that are not, like even me, right? So I'm not like a CrossFit person, yeah. but- I look at it. And then again, I wanted to learn. I do want to like part of my journey in these podcasts are also learning about things. So I'm like looking at it sometimes from the outside, looking in part of me going into running at I'm 42. I went into running. I'm not a runner. I never, I mean, I did soccer and basketball growing up. Those were my two go-to sports, but I never did running until, like I said, 35. I was like, all right, I definitely can't do sports anymore like that. So I'm going to start running. Cause I now, again, I still look for that challenge and running gives me that. I am a person that like looks at CrossFit and I'm like, Ooh, that can't be good for my knees. Ooh, that can't cool. be good for my arms. I know that that's maybe a myth, but can you also dispel it for me? Cause I, like I said, I know I'm not the only one, yeah. but I just look at things CrossFitters do. And I'm just like, what? I mean, it's funny. I can watch someone bench. I can watch someone do weights. Yeah. The way the CrossFitters are doing it, I'm like looking at the person doing something in a CrossFit like arena, yeah. carrying like a big weight and running. And I'm like, how is their knee not buckling? It pains me to watch. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, such a good question. So a lot of CrossFit is based on functional movement. And when we train functional movement, we are building the musculature of the small muscles. And typically what we're talking about are the hips, right? So because we sit so much, our glutes tend to be weak. And when we strengthen those through functional movement, like deadlifting and squatting, that allows us to run with weight. But that's a progression too. Like you have to be able to run 
run with good technique without weight before you're allowed to run with a weight, right? So everything's done progressively. It's not, Hami, it's your first day of CrossFit. Let's try jumping up on the pull-up bar and doing this crazy move that you've never seen before, right? So everything is done in a progression and we make sure that we're strong enough to perform those movements before we attempt them and learn them. That's awesome. Yeah. So now moving from there, where like your clients, are they coming from all aspects? How Mm -hmm. has your business been or how has your coaching been? And is it like an all-inclusive? Is it just CrossFit? Tell me a little bit about yourself, Rachel, like coaching, what you and the clients have those goals of. Do people come in? Is it also weight loss, strength goals? Mm -hmm. What are they? And then also, like I said, then does it also become, and we can talk more later on as we end it. Well, I want to kind of, or as we get after that, let's talk too. I want to learn your thoughts because I know nutrition, regardless what whether running, CrossFit, whatever kind of opportunity you have, I know big things right now are nutrition to help excel at, at whatever you love doing. You know what I mean? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I coach CrossFit, I coach at an affiliate called CrossFit Tilt located in Massachusetts. It's a wonderful affiliate. Please come join us if you live uh, locally. I'd love to see you. Um, and I coach very early morning classes. That's actually my part. So 6 a.m. is good. Ooh, 5.30. Try. <laughs> well, I do wake up at 5.30. So. Right. So I'll see you at 6.30. So our early classes, my clients are amazing. They wake up early. Most of them are between 30 and 50 years old. Most of them, I have wow. people in those outlier positions, but they're largely people who work. And so they come in early, get their workout done, and then they go to work pick the kids up from school after, and then go in the evenings. But CrossFit coaching is my part-time job. um, And that's done very locally. When I coach mindset, that's global. And that's all done through programming that I provide as head coach and through uh, like Zoom video calls where I coach clients. That's awesome. And then so, but explain that. Like, I mean, so Mm -hmm. mindset, what's entailed in that? And what kind of person is coming to look for that, please? Mm, Yeah. So we divide mindset into three different components. The first one is physiological. So it's your biology and it's your ability to regulate your nervous system. So some of us wake up in the morning and we're like, let's go. I'm running out the door. We have really frantic rushing thoughts. You know, we might feel really anxious. And then some of us are on the other side of the spectrum where we wake up and we're like, I cannot get out of bed. I need to just sleep more please get away from me. There's no way that I want to go on a run or go to a CrossFit class. That's often based on nervous system regulation. So the first thing that we work on with our mindset clients is on how to regulate the nervous system. We do that through nutrition, through sleep, often through breathwork practices and through uh, like regulating techniques like breathwork, but that have more grounding practices incorporated into them. So that's biology, your physiological mindset. Then there's psychology, which is when we start to talk about things like negative self-talk or not being able to push harder in a workout that we know we can do. For CrossFitters, it often comes up as missing lifts. Comparisons come up in the psychological aspect. So then we work on the psychology stuff. And then the last piece is philosophy. So that's where we start to think about what's my purpose in life and how does running or doing a CrossFit class or competing in CrossFit fit into my like self as an authentic human being who's looking for a rich, meaningful life? So those are the three things that we talk about with mindset. And we perform mindset coaching and training by providing programming 
and a progressive learning procedure. So we teach athletes to regulate their nervous system. We teach them to hear their self-talk and observe it. This is through a secondary methodology called TAPS. So we test our mindset. We see where we're at right now. We learn how to aim up. So we kind of learn like, all right, how do I set goals? What's the right way to do that for me personally? Then we build proof against any kind of psychological beliefs we're discovering. So if I'm always saying to myself, I can't do this run. There's no way that I'm going to be able to like meet my interval or complete this distance. There's no way that I can do it. There's a reason that I'm thinking that it's a belief that I have about myself and my capabilities. So we start to build proof against that in a progressive way. Then we look at presence and positivity. So everybody loves to hear positivity and say, oh, you know, just like, don't think that way. Just tell yourself you can do it. And if you've ever tried that, it literally never works. <laughs> it might work. It might work one time. It doesn't work. So no, not at all. exactly. So I can give you our exercise for building positivity literally rewires your brain to notice the things that are going well, rather than just noticing the things that are going wrong. So we call it, it's a CrossFit term, an AMWAP. So in CrossFit, it's as many reps as possible is a type of workout. So you do as many reps as possible in 10 minutes of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 sit-ups. This is an AMWAP. So it's as many wins as possible. And you literally just list out every single day, whatever you feel grateful for. What are the things that you did that made you 1% better? What are the things that made you smile? What are the things that moved the needle in the right direction? Because often we don't want to count those wins unless they're big ones. I have to PR in order to like congratulate myself, but that's just not like a sustainable way to view the effort that we're putting in. We have to value and recognize and own the good things that we do every day. You're taking gratitude to a whole new level. Totally. I mean, if you think about it, because I mean, they say the more and more, so a couple of things, right? Yeah. One is, I think as a society, again, me being over 40, yeah. the last five, definitely the last 10, a little bit, people talk about anxiety more and more every day, every Absolutely. day, right? For yeah. sure. So with that being said, everyone, and then social media, right? You, you got to put social media in the equation. Absolutely. Everyone's life looks amazing on social media. You yeah, know, as we're talking, sure and I'll share this with you while we're on air, as we're talking right now, everyone kind of knows my youngest one. She's mm. not really feeling well. She's over there. We're having a little home day today. Yeah. So what I'm saying is everything's not picture perfect 24 seven. It's just yeah. not. Mm-mm. So to your point, it's one thing I always tell myself is like, all right, look today, not the day to say, look, is everyone healthy? Is everyone okay? Is everyone fed? Yes. Like, is everyone, is anyone here in this house hungry? Perspective. Yes, we don't have the mansion and the Lamborghini and like, you know what I mean? But look, we're not homeless. I want to let you finish off on that. I don't want to interrupt you or take your time here. But the best thing is like, and I've said this on this podcast before, is for every guy that wants the Lamborghini, there's a guy that just wants a car, right? For every guy that just wants a car, there's a guy that would just take a bicycle, Yeah. right? For every guy that would just take a bicycle, there's a guy that doesn't have legs that wish they could walk. There's always wanting more than what you have. And how can you be happy with what you have and 
that's where I think is true happiness, you know, yes. and also too, do I want this name brand sweater because it's name brand and I want to show it off or do I genuinely want to wear this because it's comfortable and makes me feel warm? So to say, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so much of what we're kind of taught through culture is to seek status, right? right. And we know through media, art, movies, books, they all tell us over and over again that status doesn't actually lead to happiness. It's gratitude that leads to happiness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's funny too, because, and when you get older and this is the 20 year old me, right? New spend my first full-time paycheck on a BMW. Yeah, you did. The funny thing is, is that how I met my wife was not having the BMW and you know what I mean? The things you think about when you're 20, right? And now coming into 40 and people know I started my company at 37 ish is when I had the first idea for 6am run, Yeah, but it wasn't about And even now we still are not, we're growing, we're uh, so many people strong and it's amazing, but it's about really helping people. It's about having two kids, you know, and this is where I want people to know, and you're kind of alluding to this. It's about having two children that one day when I'm gone can tell their kids, you know what your grandfather did for people, right? Not, Hey, cause I could have had my corporate America job made six figures and just been chilling. And that's, but am I happy? Right. Exactly. Is that a meaningful life for you? Right. Yeah, that's that philosophy piece for sure. And, you know, so much of what you're talking about too is presence, which is just the ability to be in the here and now versus thinking about the past or the future, because that's really what leads to gratitude. It's like, what do I actually have right now? Absolutely. Yeah. I do want to spend, as we're kind of coming, and unless I won't miss anything that I should ask, please let me know. Like I said, we've got a little bit of time. Yeah. Now, nutrition wise, Mm. do you dabble? Are you just more on the physical aspect of health and wellness? Or do you take a client and just start off with also? Because so for me, I've been a member at a gym as long as I can remember. Maybe not the same gym, but I've been a member at a gym as long as I can remember. And one of the things that I constantly look back on, right, is seeing people really, whether it's a cardio treadmill, Stairmaster, whatever, men and women, seeing people truly bust their ass. I'm a seven day a week runner. I just, yeah. I know it's not good for you, but I, it's, again, we were talking about it for me, it's mentally, it's I love going yeah. So I love running seven days a week. Yeah. And what was crazy for me is seeing people who are gym regulars, same yeah. time every day as me. And it's like, you see um, a person and you know, the time they're spending in the gym and I'm not going to lie. The first question is, how are you not jacked by now? How are you not ripped and shredded yet? Yeah. Well, then that has to go with, well, wait, what are you doing when you leave here? Mm-hmm. What are you eating? What are you putting in your body? Smoking, drinking, all that comes into effect. Absolutely. And I know it's a long-winded question, but that's what I'm getting at. So when the client comes to you, is the first step to start on the physical and get them to see where they're at, where they're going to go? Or is nutrition part of this where you dabble into, or is that, and it's not a bad thing because I know people sometimes need to specialize in just one area or do you do a little bit of of everything? Nutrition has a large mindset component to it. And I have coached very mild nutrition in the past, but I find that assisting people with their mindset and nutrition is kind of me using my talents to the best of my ability. And my general finding is that athletes have a tendency to be in that do more set, which is if I work out more and eat less, I will lose weight. And that's the simple equation. But unfortunately, at some point we reach a 
degree of muscle loss, and this is especially true for women who are approaching menopause or menopausal, we have to think more about adding protein and adding nutrition versus restricting. And once we talk about restricting, there's a lot of mental health aspects to that too. As someone who restricted for a long time and developed disordered eating, I encourage athletes in general to think about what can I add so that I'm healthier and I'm maintaining my energy level versus I need my body to look a certain way. If it's always about that extrinsic motivation, like what can I get my body to look like so that I fit in better? We always find motivation drops. As soon as anything goes wrong, then we throw in the towel and that's where perfectionism starts to come into. It's either I do everything perfectly or I just give up and I'm not going to do it anymore. So people developing a sustainable nutrition practice is a really important part of mindset because if we're not eating enough, we're going to be really anxious or shut down. We can't regulate our nervous system. Yeah. I think that's where the balance is, right? So like, uh, especially too, like, listen, if you love pizza, if you love cake, if you love things, in my opinion, there can be like a day where you can enjoy that, right? But it's the excess. I saw a commercial for, I think it's called, there a thing, it's called Noom, where it's, okay. it's a diet, but it's based on also your psychological aspect. But what I loved about the commercial, it starts off, it's like an Italian family and the mother tells the kid, your plate's not done yet. Finish your food before you can get up and go. Yeah. And then the kid, like, is then it shows the person as they're older. And it's like, oh, wait, no. And psychologically, I've been, I've been trained to finish my plate. Yeah. And it's funny. So my wife and I now, like, if we go to a restaurant, obviously with the prices, the way things are now, it's like, okay, we're going to go enjoy this restaurant. But yeah. the cool thing is, is guess what? This meal, it's also going to be, let's say if it's dinner, this is definitely our lunch tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I mean? I do. kind of kills two birds with one stone. Sure. And also too, I love what you're saying because I think, like I said, as long as you proportion everything and put it in its right kind of pocket, you mm-hmm. can still enjoy a lot of things and, and still work on your goals and getting there. Absolutely. Like food, there's no question that food is a source of joy. And many people have cultural foods that tie them to a sense of home and, um, you know, feeling like you can only survive on chicken and broccoli. That's a recipe for like hating your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I think, and then there's also like good things, like obviously like processed, like McDonald's and things like that. And, And even like, don't get me wrong. If you want McDonald's one day, I tell people, one of the things is I tried it with our customers. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to say here, sit here and tell you, I'll never, ever, I'll never, ever go to McDonald's. You may see me in a drive-thru at McDonald's one day. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Are you going to see it every day? No. Chick-fil-A is my weak point right now. But to your point, like it's about, you know, and again, too, I I will say, and let me ask you this last question on that. But it's funny though, I'll say like, if you do see me at McDonald's, you better believe the next day, I kind of do punish myself for it. Mm. But, but again, it's like, and maybe again, it's kind of like the age group, right? But just mentally, it's like, I had to earn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that is extremely common, extremely common. We have a sense that like you have to earn food. And what that makes me think of is (laughs) almost like you have to do tricks in order to earn treats. It's a little mean to ourselves, right? You're a person like you can have McDonald's if you want. It's okay. Life is very long. And I think if our energy level feels good and we're able to get up in the morning and feel like we can do the things that we need to do, we're not finding ourselves overly anxious or overly overwhelmed. 
then what we're doing is probably working, right? And hydration plays such a large role in that as well, I have to say. Um, I find people tend to sleep better when they're hydrating enough. I mean, hydration, it's funny. I just learned probably this year, definitely 2022. I just learned hydration is the key to like headaches, things like that. Like I really, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know that for the longest time. That hydration first thing before taking, let's say Advil. Cause that's not, that was my go-to is I need Advil, but it was like, okay, have a glass of water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And then there it is. That headache disappears. I really struggled with hydrating for a long time until I realized how much it improved my headaches and my workouts felt way better too. And as crazy as it sounds, I don't like, I'm not like just drinking in general. I'm not the person that can walk around with a gallon of water and just, it's not me. Yeah. My wife and I just did a juice cleanse last week. Okay. And I was like, this is a lot of juice to drink. A lot of even liquid. Though, <laughs> I didn't actually, as crazy as it sounds, I didn't mind the not eating food. Okay. It was, this is a lot of juice to drink during the course of today. Oh yeah. Oh, big time. And your bladder has to catch up with <laughs> that level of hydration too. It's a lot. Uh, Rachel, as we kind of come, like I said, to the close of this, is there anything I missed? Anything you want to tell our listeners? Anything I didn't ask? And and also definitely last thing to make sure let's give, we'll put this in the bio, your website, how can people get a hold of you? All that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't think there are any questions left to ask, right? Like uh, we talked mindset, we talked CrossFit, it was like really, really thorough. If you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram at Coach Rachel B. And there's an underscore between Coach and Rachel, and it's R A C H E L. You can also find the company at Mindset R X, M I N D S E T R X D. And you can find us online, www.mindsetrx.com. We have free programs to test your mindset, free programs to improve a certain aspect of mindset, and they are wonderful for runners. We do have uh, cardiovascular endurance folks work with us, so those can be a really good place to start. That's awesome. We're going to, like I said, we'll put everything in the bio. Awesome. Um, Rachel, that was a great, you know, 30, 45 minutes of conversation. Thank you so much for, you know, what you're doing. Don't stop. I think what you're doing is there needs to be more people that take fitness to that kind of like level. So thank you so much for what you're doing and keep it up. And I can't wait to share this story. Um, and I thank you for your time today and maybe we'll have to uh, have you back on soon um, oh. or for like a part two or something when I'm not maybe home with a, a sick child and trying to balance like 99 things here. So thank you so much. I want to say you have done a beautiful job being a dad and being a professional. You're like killing it right now. And thank you thank so you. much for having me. It was such a no, pleasure. No, no, no. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Everyone else, thank you guys so much. Have a great day, everyone. Go kill it. And we'll put Rachel's information there. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.